Welcome to Moment Talk. I'm your host, Shiso Moa. We have a returning guest, and that is Pong from Paradise Band. Not only is he back, but he produced 12 new songs an album called Story of Life. I'm super excited. I'm so pumped. The intro that you are hearing is actually from his new album, And if you listen to the whole episode, there's another one that is on here as well. Lastly, if you haven't yet, make sure to follow them on Facebook and go to the YouTube and subscribe as well. The album Story of Life is going to be releasing soon. But last, let's take our sponsor. Let's get into it. Are you looking for the latest Hmong-inspired menswear? Well, look no further. She sells menswear, makes suit accessories, apparels, and you can find them at www.xixomenswear.com. Everyone, we are super excited. It's been a year. We had this gentleman a year ago, about late April, uh, episode 36, and we titled this Is This Paradise? And now it is 2021. I wonder what Fong has been up to from Paradise, man. What the heck have you been up to? Oh, man. It's good, good to be back, So uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, a lot of things happened in, in almost a year. You know, one thing is uh, I finished an album. <laughs> so I guess it's, it's an accomplishment on my end. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, doing doing well. You know, same old thing, you know, working and uh, taking care of the family. But, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been an interesting year, right, for all of us. Yeah. Indeed, and that's what this episode we're going to elaborate more on this album called Story of Life, in which you uh, pushed out 12 songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some great songs because this is so, so personal to you than all of them that you've done. And you must be maybe weeping like a little girl because I know it's <laughs> very emotional to you, you know. So I yeah. could feel that for you as a, a father and a husband. Uh, and it's very deep and emotional. Yeah, uh, see, it's a very personal album. I want to say of all, all the music that I've written, you know, over my almost twenty five years of doing music, this this one is very personal. I want to say it's almost selfish album in that, you know, I really want wrote this this album really for in in a way, in, you know, my self satisfaction. I want to say, but also to convey you know personal messages. Yeah. I like to always ask this question, and I'm gonna ask this again. You know, tell us one thing we don't know about you. <laughs> Something about me. Uh, well, you guys all know that I I um I wasn't born over here, and I, I grew up in three different parts of the world. So that's part I think most of you already know. I speak three different languages. Uh, but you know, by trade, I, I maybe a lot of people don't know that. You know, my my background is actually not music. My background is actually linguistics. Uh, so, so that's my area. Uh, I've done a lot of work in 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 the Hmong language. Uh, so, by trade, I'm a linguist. You know, I've done a lot of work with uh, various people. You know, uh, throughout uh, you know the the world on on languages, and particularly, actually, I I am very proud of having uh, worked on Hmong languages, uh, Hmong language with uh, Microsoft. You know, Microsoft Research. Uh, back in 2012, I think it was 2012 that we we put Hmong on the map as as one of the supported language languages for Microsoft. So that's where you know you can go to Word Word Microsoft Word and actually do translation in Hmong. Uh, was one of the projects that I I worked on. So I'm really proud of my language, of course, and of course I'm proud of the things that we've done to support Hmong. So that's one maybe one interesting part 
on the academic side, maybe about me. <laughs> that is definitely a really early adapter adopter of that and having, you know, and you, they've had you part of the project. That's super mm -hmm. awesome. That is really awesome. Yeah. Really good experience. Uh, yeah. You know, one more today to talk about more about your album and story of your life. Tell us about the album. <laughs> the album. Um, well, it's, it's really been 16 years in the, in the making, but it's all been compressed into one year, which is this past year in 2020. You know, since since our it's our last release of uh, our our last album was Shooting Star, and that was 2004. So it's been 16 years I've really written anything or put anything down on you know in the studio. Uh, but I've always had a lot of uh, thoughts in my head about uh, things that I would want to to write you know about. And so it's an album that's been you know in in the making in my head at least since Shooting Star. I just never really found the right time uh, to do it or the right opportunity to do it. Uh, so, but, uh, you know, that's something that, you know, I want to share. I'm ready to share that. And, uh, and I hope that the fans, you know, um, you know, like what, what uh, they're going to hear this, this time around. Because it is personal. Uh, it is maybe different from what they're used to hearing from Paradise. Uh, but I hope that because it's so sincere and uh, personal that maybe people can relate to. I was just going to say, what, what can your fan ex expect from you, right? <laughs> well, you know, um, I think the fans can, who have grown up uh, and followed Paradise throughout the years, I think they can expect songs that touch their hearts, the other way that Paradise songs have touched them. Uh, and, but I think in a lot more of a mature way now, because, you know, it, it has been quite some time. I mean, I, I've all grown up, of course, with the years. My life has changed, so definitely the writing has changed. Um, I think the fans can also expect, for sure, you know, uh, they, you're gonna have you you can enjoy twelve songs, and you can expect that there's gonna be Hmong, French, and English, just like previous Paradise albums. Uh, it's kind of like a trademark of of, of ours. Uh, and also, in my opinion, this album, I think it's the best representation of what I think Paradise has always tried to sound like. I've always, you know, wanted us to create songs that would trans translate very well on stage because we, you know, we like to perform live and I want our songs to sound as close to what they sound in the album on, on, on stage. And I think with this album here, I focused a lot on that. I focused a lot on like, how would the song sound in, 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 in the person's house or car on, on their phone, they're listening to the songs by themselves in isolation and how would they sound if they were to experience them live at a concert so i really paid a lot of attention to that so i think the fans gonna really see that translating to this album uh and then uh you know i don't i really don't know how the fans are gonna feel about the sound of paradise in 2021 uh, but all i can say is that as long as the music is true is a true extension i want to say of how we envisioned it when you know the songs were conceived and I think that, that that's what matters the most as a songwriter is that, you know, I get to project what I feel the song should sound like to you, the fans. And, and Paradise has always been a band that, that changes with times, right? So we've done some, you know, things that are through the years, some, some of them are pretty crazy. And, and, but it's important that our music grows with us as well. You know, you since you brought that up, 
stating back, there was a recent social media post you posted and a YouTube post that was stated back in 02. <laughs> and this was a beauty video, a shot back in, wow, who knows when, back in 02. So that's quite a few years back. Oh, you could say goodness. funny, kind of cringy a little bit too. Uh, yeah, you agree? Um, I was looking at the video and I'm, I'm like, yes, that's some fighting scene, kung fu scenes. I see like a mask that reminds me of Bleach. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the first thing I think of. Um, I personally thought, I saw a Mustang in there. I'm like, man, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a drop top Mustang. And think of the, these 90s scene, 2000 video. I'm like, the first thing when I thought of was, are you guys going to do a remake of Ice Ice Baby? Because it's a drop top convertible, you know? And we could call that uh, a Nukwa Nukwa Baby or something. That's what I was expecting from you guys. But after watching, I'm like, man, can you give us a little bit of a glimpse about that? Yeah, I, I think, you know, that video was, that video has been lost for a long time. I, I, you know, to be honest with you, I've been trying to find that for a very long time because if I remember right, you know, correctly, that video was shot after we had shot all our other music videos. And Mikey Wang, who, who, you know, who did all the camera work and the production of all the videos, he wanted to kind of do a collection of multiple artists in his DVD. So he had us being part of it for a couple of songs. And um, I know that he only made total, I think, maybe like a thousand copies of those videos. And they're all, of course, on VHS at that time. So if you guys know what VHS is, you know, that those big tapes. And... So he made a thousand copies. I got a copy. Every one of the band members, each one of us got a copy. But for some reason, I have no idea what happened to them. Maybe from moving or putting boxes here and there. And of course, you know, VHS throughout the years, you know, they, they get bad. You play them, they get sticky and you can't play them anymore. So anyway, I, I've been searching for a long time. And I asked all the guys in the band, do you guys have a copy? And I can... Nobody, some said, I have one, but I don't know where it's at. And, and so I couldn't find one. So I finally got my hand on one, and then we had to digitize it. And if, so really from the time 2002 to now, I have never watched that video. So I watched it again, you know, uh, last week after I digitized it. I was like, what were we thinking, guys? <laughs> but, you know, in all, it, it, you know, when you think about it, it, it was really... Now that you, you watch it, it's kind of like, well, yeah, it's kind of funny and so forth. But in 2002, it was pretty cool, you know, because nobody had done something like that. We were wanted to do special effects. We wanted to do like Mortal Kombat compared, uh, mixed win with uh, uh, Return of the Jedi and, you know, all those popular movies. We want to kind of put it all together, <laughs> do all of that in one, movie, in one mini, uh, mini film. So, again, it, it's, it, it was very experimental, but I think we... Or for us, Paradise, we wanted to do something that was different every time, you know, and, and 2002, that was very different. Uh, it was it was funny because because, you know, when I when I made my my son, who's 10, my youngest one, he's, he's 10 and, and he always criticizes, you know, our our our, our, our music videos, our, our other music videos. He goes, eh, you know, he doesn't like it. But the funny thing is I made him watch this video. I say, hey, Gabe, you got to watch this. This is like this is like your dad in action here. And <laughs> I tell you, the 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 expression on his face was pretty uh, amazing. And actually, this is probably the only video where he didn't criticize me. As much as funny as it, it sounded, this is exactly what they're watching on YouTube now. These these kind of uh, strange looking movies that they watch, like playing people playing video games, for example, right? That's what he watches. 
Yeah. And this is pretty pretty close to what he's watching. <laughs> you know, like fantasy type of things, right? <laughs> it's amazing to bring that out and back. And that's definitely, uh, I would say it's TikTok worthy as well, too. That's what the kids watch <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, it's funny because like, I, I, to me, it's like weird. Okay, you know, but to, to little kids who are now, it's almost like coming back to a sports uh, circle, like after almost uh, 20 years, they're like, they're watching it. And he's like, wow, that's pretty cool, dad. That's a good movie. I'm like, yeah, you think so? <laughs> <laughs> speaking of then and speaking of now and your latest album, how will the album be made available to the community? Uh, so our, our goal is to make it uh, available digitally so that, you know, most people can download and uh, purchase and download on their mobile devices. Because I know that this is where our, the world of music is nowadays, is that everybody, everything's happening on one device. Uh, but we also feel that, you know, it, a lot of our fans out there still have, they have collected our CDs over the years. And we know that they probably want to add this to you know, their collection. So we are going to make some available uh, via more commemorative packages or CD packages uh, just for those individuals who, who want to add it to their collections of, uh, you know, uh, Paradise CD or just Monk, Monk CDs, right? You know, they want to put it out in, as part of their collection. Uh, so we'll, they'll be available both ways, you know, digitally through, you know, just your online stores like uh, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and so forth. And then, and then, of course, we're still going to have them, you know, as hard copy CDs for those who really want to own a copy of a Paradise CD. <laughs> Can I get a request for, like, a VHS on that one? <laughs> VHS? <laughs> I, you know, when I found that VHS, how hard it was to, to convert it, <laughs> to find a VHS, VHS player. You know, that's the <laughs> hardest part, is finding one that works. <laughs> so, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was way back when, you know, uh, how, why did it take you all these years to come back with an album? Like, what is this significant of it doing it now? Now, this present here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a that's a good question. I'm asking myself that too, and I've asked myself that for a long time. Is you know, uh, should I write again? Should I you know publish music again? And and to be honest with you, you know, I uh, in life right now, I'm, I'm I'm at a good point in in my life where you know I've I have a family, you know, I have people surrounding me that I love, who love, who love me. And I thought about this album for a long, long time and, and whether or not I should write or, at all, you know, or, or should I, maybe I should just write for myself and you know, just for my, my kids and my family and, and not putting myself out there again. And, and, but I told myself also that if I was going to put something out, that it had to be really meaningful for me, you know, personally meaningful for me. I know it's a bit selfish of me, but I was really searching deep for a sense of almost self-gratitude on, on this album. Uh, you know, you, you get to a certain point in life, you know, uh, where you weigh your priorities. And, and, and unless something is speaking really to your heart, uh, you, you just are not too preoccupied. You know, you, well, you, sometimes you're too preoccupied with other things around you to really pay attention to that one element. So... You know, for one thing, I think that one of the most pivotal moments in my life was that, you know, my, my father uh, passed away in 2018. Uh, it, it was really pivotal in my life because I, I remember singing the uh, Mua you know, uh, one of our songs. We did this song at, at his funeral, and myself, uh, my brother Ko, and my brother Haje. 
And uh, we, the three of us sang the song in front of all these people and the family. I have family all around the world. So I have family coming from France, from Laos, all, all of which was for my, my dad's funeral. And I almost felt like I forgot how good it felt to sing with my brother, you know, after so many years. And, and also, you know, right before my, my dad passed away, my brother, uh, my, my dad lives with my brother, Ko, and he, he filmed my dad life story kind of like you know he almost he's like auto, auto, uh, autobiography when he <laughs> he told he told stuff that he never told us before about his life or maybe he wanted to tell us but we never bothered asking him uh and, and i i regret not getting to know him this well until actually he passed away and we were watching the video of him talking about his life uh so this was a pivotal moment for me uh, because I knew that there were worth, worthwhile things or moments that needed to be captured in life. Uh, the, the theme of the album, you know, derived really uh, of me hearing my, my father's story, uh, thus, you know, the story of life, which is, comes from his life story that he was telling us. And, and my way to capture these special moments in life is through songs. And that's my motivation behind this album. Uh, I'm doing it now because there's just a lot of a lot of tell through the songs. A lot of things have happened in my life in the last 15 plus years. They're all there are just a lot to, worth telling about. Uh, you know, there's I, I don't want it to be where you know my kids or my loved ones hear hear it from me after I'm I'm gone. I I I'd rather them hear it now that before before it's too late, uh, so that if they have questions, they can ask. So I think that life is a roller coaster. Life is a roller coaster, and there's just a lot of lessons to be learned along the way. And uh, so you can say that it's it's a very personal album to me, more personal than any other album uh, I've worked in the past because I I try to capture all those moments and I try to really put it out, you know, for you know myself, my loved ones. But also I think it's something that happened. I mean, everything that the materials in the songs are. It's not unique to me. Everybody goes through those things in life, anyway. So you you hear it, and you, you it's 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 up to your interpretation. That's the beauty of music, right? It's it's I write it. Uh, I it means something to me, but when you listen to it, it could mean something completely different to you. And 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 music is very forgiving in that way. How did the pandemic hinder or create new opportunities for the release of the album? And how have you had to reinvent or reimagine the creation of music? Well, the pandemic, I think without the pandemic, I guess maybe this is what this was one one positive thing that came out for me out of the pandemic is that it really forced me to uh, or gave me time to to write, uh, you know, being being at home on weekends, not being able to go to places uh, in evenings and so forth. Uh, it, the pandemic really made, uh, gave me time to reflect, to really put my thoughts down when most of the time I wouldn't have time for that. Um, if anything, pan the, pandemic, uh, the pandemic also made me realize of the little things that I took for granted in the past. You know, hearing all these stories about, about people losing loved ones, you know, and how, how we take little things for granted like breathing. You know, breathing is something that we do every day and that we take for granted until we're sick. Yeah, and we can't breathe. So those little things are, are, are really things that came into perspective when I started writing this album is that, you know, those little things, I need to put them somewhere in, in writing uh, and count all your blessings, you know. So, you know, have, so, so really the, uh, 2020 has been a, a time of deep reflection for me. 
and also led to, you know, which led to a lot of uh, new and deeper inspiration for this album. Uh, so yeah, in, in a way, uh, as bad as, as the pandemic has, has been, it has helped me, you know, complete the album within you know, one year. I mean, uh, finishing 12 songs in one year, it's a, it's a lot of work. It, it, it is time consuming, but, uh, but I think it was all, all the, everything kind of aligned in, in a way, you know, things, things happen for a reason. So that's what you've been doing for the whole year. <laughs> you know, I, year, have, yes. I wanted to follow up with another question too, was with your previous and your last and even all your music you produced, is there someone out there that you look up to for that style, you know, like Journey or Def Leppard? Because you like that style of like genre, you know, is that someone you look up to? And while you may copy or maybe kind of, you know, make a better version of it and make it your own? Yeah, style-wise. Uh, style-wise, I mean, uh, well, I grew up, I grew up, you know, when Paradise was uh, born, I guess it was, it was in the 90s. So I have a lot of 90s influence for sure. So if you think about any artists in the 90s, uh, like, you know, like your, your rock and roll people, 90s were famous for rock and roll, right? People, you know, you, you, had, you had bands with long hair <laughs> and you had bands who, who, who didn't have long hair, but they played rock and roll, you know? And, and I think that, you know, some of, some of the people who, who still inspire me today are, are, are songwriters. Who are still writing like people like uh brian Adams, you know those uh uh richard marks you know uh maybe who who doesn't know right here winning right <laughs> so uh you know uh i mean yeah and a lot of rock band influence like yeah you, you mentioned you know uh death leopards to uh journey i mean i i'm still a big fan of journey you know i'm still uh, listening to their music i mean i've gone to several of their concerts even uh and so, so that's it's it's a real common uh combination of a lot of different artists but really from that area. I mean, the 90s has been my favorite in terms of music influence. Uh, and and, and it's, it's, it's amazing how these artists, even though they, they've evolved through the years, is that they still kept that, that, that identity in terms of music. And, and that's why I really appreciate them, you know, when they perform, they still kept that identity. So yeah, those are some of the influence I have. Why is the album, the, the song, I mean, why is this album titled Story of Life? I mean, can you share some of the other track titles and why the song were written? So their story of life, as I mentioned, is, uh, you know, because of, uh, you know, the pivotal moment in my life, you know, seeing the passing of my dad and how I value life and how life is so precious and that uh, we take so many things for granted. And there's just lessons to be learned in life. Uh, but also there is a there's a track on the album actually called Story of Life. And, and in that album, I, I actually sang the whole song in, in English. And the reason why I sing in, in English, because uh, in every one of my work prior to this, and you know, now is I, I was able to dedicate or write one song for one, each one of my kids. Uh, I, uh, you know, and of course my wife too, you know, I wrote her song, which is called Kutoshia. Uh, when my when my son graduated, you know, uh, three three four years ago from high school, I wrote him the song "Game um, uh, Shua," uh, and then I wrote my my daughter when she was born. I wrote um, a "Shooting Star," "Shooting, shooting Star," actually yeah. on my daughter, right? And and then uh, and then, you know, now sixteen years later, I, ha I have a ten year old at home, <laughs> and and he does not speak 
any lick of mark, okay? The kid, <laughs> not not to the fault of his own, but to my fault and my wife and my own fault is that it's really hard to teach kids now to 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 speak Hmong. And, and I know that you see so you speak Hmong, but you were telling me it's hard you, you don't read Hmong. So you, at least you have 50% of it. My but my youngest son, he, you know, and and, and you're hearing this from a linguist, right? I'm supposed <laughs> I'm supposed to be teaching my kids how to speak Hmong, but it's really hard because they are so influenced, you know, when they they spend less time with you than they spend with their peers at school. So obviously they're gonna be influenced by English. So I I there is a message I want to leave him. And and I I wrote the song in Hmong first. And then when I sang it to him, man, you know, if you have to translate a song to a person that it's already losing the effect of the song. So so I was like, no, no, no. It, it has to be done in 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 the language that is going to be the most meaningful to him. Because otherwise he'd have to learn Hmong before he can even appreciate the song. So that song is actually for I wrote that song for my little boy. And it's called Story of Life. And it, it talks about you know, when, when in, in Hmong, one beautiful thing about Hmong people is that they, they're, they're, there's, that, there's a great value in blessings, right? You know, kite, you know, marriages, there's blessings, even at funerals, right? On the very last night, we're a little phone call, and there's blessings, right? Stuff like that. Is that, but, you know, I, I wanted to give him, him that kind of blessing or my words of wisdom right now, because like I said, you know, my, my dad passed away two years ago. Life is precious. No, I don't know how long I'm going to be here for in, in this lifetime on this earth. I don't want to be where I'm, I'm gone and he has no, nothing to, to, to hear about, you know, from, from me. Like in, in message, like I was telling my, my dad, I didn't hear my dad's story until he passed away already. I don't want that to happen to my own kids. So in, in that particular song, it, it really, it's like a, 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 a a summary of this album and in summarizing one one song the message that i want to push out to to my my my, my son but also i think that the, the message in that song it is really relevant to everyone out there everyone who has a loved one i think that they they want to say the same thing to, the, to their loved ones whether it's your your mom your dad your 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 your, your kids it doesn't matter you know it, it as long as you love somebody i'm sure that you would feel the same way about them an encouragement, you know, a word of encouragement for them. Mm -hmm. So that's that's kind of like why the story of life. You have m multiple uh, facets, but but there is a track called story of life in there. Story of life. You know, can you give us a, like a quick little snippet or teaser of the song? Of 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 some of a couple of songs, maybe like uh, uh, some songs in the album. Yeah. Uh yeah. So maybe I could. Uh, give you uh, a little preview of a couple of songs. Uh, I'm going to play you a, a little piece of a, a song that I haven't previewed before. I previewed a few songs. So this one here, I'm going to preview today because he's so, you're so special, man. I'm going to preview two songs that nobody's heard before. And they're going to be on the album. Okay. So they're not on YouTube. They're not on Facebook. They're, these are like genuine first time. So first preview. First song I'm going to preview is going to be a song called and this song I wrote uh, because, uh, and, and this is all really my respect for, for a woman. Uh, you know, I have an amazing wife. I know like my brothers have amazing wives. I don't know how they, they were able to put, that, put us with us through all, all these years of doing music. But, but there's also 
my mom, you know, and and my my grandma, you know, like and your grandma and your mom and your you know sisters and spouses or wives. It's an appreciation of 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 beauty, and and it it speaks about beauty in a different way where it's not about just your skin. The skin, it talks about beauty within, you know, deep beauty, and and the song really. I try to project my my interpretation of beautiful inside. The song in English is, is "You're Beautiful," and "Go Zhong Go Cha," and and that you you're only as beautiful if you want your woman, your wife, your daughter, and like because I have a daughter, uh, your your mom, your sister to feel beautiful. It's up to you to make them feel beautiful. If you tell them they're beautiful, then they're gonna feel beautiful. You know. So this song is really my tribute to all the women out there, you know. And and so I'm gonna play a little piece of it. So let me see. Yeah, so hopefully,、uh, you know, the message come across clear and loud to all the men out there. Appreciate your woman, you know, no matter who they are. So this is the song for, for, for you. I mean, yeah. I could, I could definitely relate to that too as well.、Um, there is a group online called Collective Vision Fashion, and there was a design called Crowned Gown, which it's part of what the designer on there. Wants to express along with a lot more, so I could definitely relate to that. <laughs> yeah. So and then so I'll I'll play uh, another uh, snippet from another song here. <clears throat> this one here. So there's a story behind this this next one. This next one I'm, I I I wrote is called Joshua Shing. It actually started first as Joshua Fu. That's what I only originally wrote as Joshua Fu, but but after I was done. You know, coming from a songwriter, I felt that the word "shame" was a lot stronger, especially more meaningful in terms of songwriting. 
And, and this one came because, you know, an, an event that happened to me and, and a friend of mine, we were walking, the, we were walking at the Hmong New Year in Fresno. And, and we came across, we were walking, and we came across a, 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 a woman who had, who was, had a, a, a child. Uh, they were walking. And when, when he saw this woman, he, he, he turned around, right? And so his expression on his face was almost like a sad expression, almost like surprised, but also the sad at the same time. You see, you know, and uh, I asked him, you know, hey, you know this person? And he told me the story about, you know, how she was his high school sweetheart, right? And that uh, she's in, in, in a nutshell, it, it, it's, it's the one that got away kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, so and he was telling me, man, you know, this is the one uh, that got away. And, and you know, in, in, in his heart, he, would, he was calling out to her to see if she would turn back just to look at him, right? So when, when I heard that, I was thinking, you know, as a songwriter, I'm thinking, what, what is going on in his heart and his mind about that? What would the expression be, you know? So, I, of course, I had to put words to it. So this song came to be, you know, as, as in, every one of us had, had that sweetheart of ours that, you know, in the high school that maybe did get away. <laughs> so this is one that really uh, portrayed that, that experience. So I'm going to play a little piece of it, okay? I love so, it. Anyway, wow. you got to yeah, you know, stay tuned for the, the full, full version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Wow, it's I can't wait to have to see it and hear the whole thing. And again, I'm still requesting for that H- VHHS, you know, copy as oh, well right. too. <laughs> Further, furthermore, Fong, you have been transparent about your life, career, professional, you know, being a recruiter for uh, UC, you know, Fresno and music and community leaders and personal with family. You have to talk about your kids and especially your <laughs> wife of 26 to 27 years now because you guys got married in, you know, when she was 19, you were about 2021. 20, yep. How did you arrive at this level of openness when it can be hard for others? And well, I- how, how, <laughs> how has putting yourself 
out there impact your personal and professional life? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think that, I don't know, my perspective about life is that life is too short. Life is too short and uh, you got to do the things that you love. And, and you have to do the things that you, that you love and you have to be proud of the people that you love. Uh, so I, I'm at a, a, a place in my, in my life where, you know, time is very precious and time is very precious because as, as you know, as, as you get older, we were having this, this discussion with, with some of uh, my, my friends. And it seems like when you're in your teen, teen, uh, teenage years, it, it took forever for the Hmong New Year to come around. <laughs> but now, now it seems like, oh man, it, within the blink of an eye, it's already the Hmong New Year again. And, you know, so, so just time just flies and there's too much, there's, there's not much room for all the what ifs, you know, what, or, or what others might think of you. Because I think that as long as you stay true to yourself and you do good things, and you're nice to people and you're loving to people, I think that, you know, it's okay. You know, for me, I, I choose to embrace life and try to live life to the fullest extent. Um, my family is what is my source of inspiration. Uh, it, it is what I do. It is what I, that inspired me to do what I do. And as you can see, uh, inspiring me to write my music. So I'm very proud of my kids, for example. They, they've grown to be individuals that have, every parent would, would, uh, you know, could, could hope for. And, uh, and I'm just so, you know, I'm, I'm being fortunate to be married to a, a, a super woman or so one, uh, such a wonderful person. So for me, it's, it's not so much that, you know, I, I'm not too worried about, you know, being out there because I'm very, I'm very, I'm a very public person anyway, because of the work that I do. And of course, being in the band is another thing. So, you know, I, as long as you do things genuinely in, in, in a proud way, then I think that it's okay. You know, I, it, it doesn't really affect me. And I think people are very, very uh, forgiving in, 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 in what they, you know, what, I, I, I project out there, <coughs> excuse me. So yeah, I mean, all I do is really just to, to show people that, you know, it, it, as a human being, you got to let people know that you love them because you don't get to do that very often. And you don't want to do that when it's too late. <laughs> Let's talk about Hmong music in general. Where do you see Hmong music in the future? Uh, Hmong music has, has come, uh, such a long way since since you know the beginning of paradise we started paris in the 90s i mean i if you ask me back then where Hmong music would be i would have an i would not even have this this answer for you but like today i'm i'm, I'm comfortable telling you that you know i i know uh where i want Hmong music to be whether or not i i will be a part of not of that i don't know but i know that with within my lifetime uh you know uh, if, uh, if, if God allows, I, I will see, I will see, uh, Hmong music out there in the mainstream. I want to say in the mainstream, it doesn't have to be Hmong music is, as in the Hmong music we hear, you know, singing in Hmong. But I think that there is going to be an opportunity for Hmong artists to actually cross over and where the world is going to know what Hmong is, you know, who Hmong are and what Hmong music is. Uh, because just because now there's an abundance of talents out there. I mean, like you go on, you know, YouTube, Facebook, there's so many people with talents out there. And, and so there's no doubt that within my lifetime, I will see a Hmong artist cross over to the mainstream. 
the world of music is way different from what it used to be 15 years ago uh, when we released our last album. You know, back then, even 15 years ago, you think about it's not a long time, but, you know, in, internet was, you know, barely starting. Uh, there's definitely no social media. Maybe there was space, uh, there was a, a MySpace, but even then it was kind of more experimental than anything. There's not, there was not a lot of, there were not a lot of artists back then, you know, and, and then, uh, so the world of music has really changed. It, it's now it's just going to be, it's just going to take that, the, that one person, the right person with the right song and the right support to be discovered. So I think it's just a matter of time. And I think we're this close, really this close to, to really being discovered. <laughs> I would love to see it in mainstream one day as well to myself in my lifetime, hopefully, to make it that far. Um, what are some takeaway from this album that you can share to others? So working through this album and, and you know, after six, uh, 16 years of not recording or writing, uh, I realized that, that you have to be true to yourself. And this is, a, you know, for all of you who, who are aspiring musicians or songwriters, is that number one, you need to remain true to yourself and let your music represent who you are, uh, whether it be lyr lyrically or, or stylistically, you know, like be true to you because only people nowadays are looking for genuine, you know, uh, you, you, they're looking for, for something that's genuine to, to you, uh, representing you. So I think be true to yourself. Uh, don't try to just do what other people are doing, you know, because because it may not be you, and, and it won't it won't it won't come across as you. People will know that, you know. When when you when you talk about music, you're talking about feeling and emotion, and and you know, just because something is popular out there doesn't mean that it really conveys you as an individual. So I think it's staying true to yourself. Uh, in this album, I spent a lot of time experimenting with my vocals. So don't be afraid to experiment yourself. You know, I I I want to say you know albums prior, uh, I I we were somewhat conservative with with our vocals, trying to stay within you know the 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 limit of the range. Uh, in this album, I think that you're really gonna see. I mean, I I personally felt that I I extended my my <laughs> my vocal uh, experience. I guess you know really play with the song, really play with the feels, and singing each song differently because every song has a different meaning you know and, and and everyone and when you listen from one you jump from one song to the next you should have a different experience you know so so experiment don't 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 be afraid to experiment number three is patience <laughs> sometimes mm. it only takes one take to nail a song like on on this album there are two songs where i sing one time i sing one time and I could never re-sing the song, re-sing the song the way that I sing it. So basically, those are my scratch songs, my draft. I ended up keeping two songs with my draft vocals because it was just there, and you know when it's there. Uh, sometimes it takes several days. I have I have one song where it took me like a whole week to get to get the right you know the right mindset, the right feeling, you know the right voice and everything. So patience is key, right? Patience is key. You don't know how good how good a song's gonna turn out until it's done. So uh, and then last, you know, I, I want to recommend that you let someone coach you. Uh, don't get infatuated by your creation, you know, like, because just because you think that this is good already or this is bad already, uh, 
don't limit yourself to that because that's your your opinion. And sometimes as as artists, we're, we're, we may be subjective to our opinion. So it's good to involve another person or many other people in your creativity so that they can give you, you know, objectively what they feel about a song. Like me, my, my biggest critique is my wife. <laughs> She's been along with me this this album from the big first song to the very last song and i can tell you she's she she uh, she's a hard critique she'll tell me exactly if it, if it if it's not convincing to her then it's not going to be convincing to other people out there so so let somebody be your coach you know give you that little word of wisdom or advice because that could change the way a, a whole your whole song turns out to be so hopefully you know those takeaways help you <laughs> this is the last thing I'm going to ask you, and then we're going to op out of here. Where can we find you? Where can we get the latest music? When is that going to be dropped? And give us a quick pitch on that, and then that's that. Yeah. So definitely, I mean, uh, uh, follow us on 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 you know uh, 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 Facebook for sure. We have our 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 Paradise page on Facebook. I have my personal page on on Facebook as well, where I do a lot of posts and, and updates on the on the music. Uh, but you know, we recently started a, a YouTube channel. You know, uh, obviously, we we'll have to keep up with the rest of the world. And you know, as even though Paradise, you know, this this is new for us, right? The whole world of social media, because we we our band grew up, we grew up in in an age where the, there was very little social media. So you know, follow us, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, you know, Paradise, and then you will see a lot of clips on there as well, um, new clips and also things that we found from the past as well. We might put them on there as well. Uh, but definitely look for the music. I mean, we we plan to release this album. We're gonna we plan to do something in February because really the album is gonna is done this month. I mean, we're just wrapping up the last couple of songs. I'm doing a couple of duets with with two two uh, individuals, so it's gonna be a kind of surprise thing. Yeah, so be stay tuned for those. But uh, I'm, besides those two songs that we that we done, and then February, I think we're gonna start really pushing out a lot of the the, the previews. Uh, we're working with uh, a, a, a a graphic designer in Fresno uh, to uh, to you know for our cover. We want the we want the art, the artwork to be very meaningful as well for, for this album. So all of that's going to be um, released in in February. So and then people you know uh, 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 will be able to start you know maybe uh, ordering the albums or downloading the albums uh, uh, shortly after that. Awesome. We are very, very appreciative of your time, Paul. And thank you for coming back on. And it's been a pleasure talking with you. My pleasure, Shiso. Uh, yeah, I, you know, thank you for having me. And uh, I wish everybody uh, uh, safety, health, <laughs> happy new year. Well, that ends our episode. If you haven't yet, visit our website at www.momentalk.com or find us on Facebook. Lastly, if you're listening on, on us on a podcast from Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or iTunes, please give us an honest rating. 